am Christian Esguera and welcome to this episode of After the Fact, where we get to see things more clearly, where we get a better sense of the truth. Let's begin by dissecting the news. At least 177 people were killed during the onslaught of Typhoon Odette in parts of Mindanao and the Visayas, based on official national government figures. The numbers reported on the ground are far more alarming on top of the estimated cause of damage to livelihood and infrastructure. President Duterte himself said government budget for disasters was depleted, but he promised to raise 10 billion pesos in relief assistance to provinces damaged by the typhoon. It's a familiar story in disaster-prone Philippines. People dying, losing their homes and livelihood during typhoons. The government spending billions on relief and rehabilitation. Tonight we'll talk about how to break out of this vicious cycle. To be part of our discussion, send us your questions and comments on our YouTube live chat or tweet us using the hashtag ANC after the fact. Joining us tonight is Professor Mahar Lagmay, he's the Executive Director of the University of the Philippines' Resilience Institute and NOAA Center. Good evening, Professor Lagmay, and thank you for joining us on the program. Good evening, Christian. <clears throat> thank you for inviting. Okay. <clears throat> Unfortunately, the... The, the aftermath of Typhoon Odette is nothing new uh, to most of us. We've seen this kind of uh, sorry stories because of previous disasters or calamities that we've all experienced. Now, I'd like to focus this discussion on lessons that can be drawn out of this latest experience and areas that can be improved as far as disaster management and mitigation is concerned. Yeah, uh, Christian, at this point, uh, it's really hard to say uh, what went wrong? Uh, because as a scientist, I would like to uh, gather all of the data, investigate uh, really what happened. That's anyway what we do for each and every disaster. We investigate it systematically with complete data sets. Uh, now it is still yet, uh, uh, it's, it's still not yet that clear what really happened. But we know that uh, there were strong winds that uh, ripped off the, the, the roof of houses. Uh, a lot of uh, trees fell down that killed people. I've seen reports also for landslides that buried houses and killed people and also of uh, people drowning. Uh, there, I did not find any reports of uh, storm surges yet, but based on the pictures, uh, it seems that it did happen and uh, there were forecasts on that. So I would like to investigate uh, each and every hazard, not just for the typhoon collectively, because the typhoon is the phenomenon. I'd like to investigate each and every hazard, which we also have to prepare for. Uh, we don't prepare for just, uh, the, for, for, for just the typhoon. We really have to prepare for each and every hazard. And just like your question, when we try to make an analysis, we make an analysis for each and every hazard that strikes each and every community of the country. Okay. Now, based on previous calamities, in particular typhoons that we, exp uh, that we experienced, what were the glaring gaps that were identified and uh, how were these addressed? Based on, based on uh, the past or based previous on the... Previous typhoons. For instance, Sri Lanka oh, in 2013. Yeah, we, we learned a lot from past disasters. Like, for example, uh, we, we now know that uh, we can avoid uh, these hazards, thereby preventing a disaster from happening. 
we just have to be smart and use the most appropriate technologies, the best technologies, and the frontier science. For example, uh, when we have water level sensors and rain gauges, we can use that to complement the forecasts that are really not 100% sure. When you have real-time data uh, from sensors deployed all over the country, you have ice in the mountains, you have ice in the rivers. And then you can use this to complement the forecast data and give a warning hours in advance. You can tell the community that a flood will happen at what height and when it will happen. What is important is that we need to do hazard-specific, area-focused, and time-bound warnings. We used to do that, uh, very specific, up to municipal and sometimes up to barangay level for each and every hydrometeorological hazard. So uh, those lessons we learned uh, from past disasters, and we also learned that it can be done. Is this in place, especially given our experience in 2013? Uh, yes. In particular, this technology, hazard-specific and time-bound warning. Yeah, the, the hazard-specific uh, and time-bound warnings uh, relies on a specific technology. These technologies are the deployed sensors all over the Philippines that provide us with information where it rains and what are the levels of water along rivers. Uh, that, that was in place, uh, started in 2012. Uh, some sensors or many sensors are not working, uh, but I don't know. Maybe there are other sensors that are being used. Uh, I'm blind uh, as to this, uh, to, to, to this type of information, what happened since 2017. So, uh, yeah, uh, it, it, is, it was in place. Uh, and that hazard-specific area-focused time-bound warning—it's not the technology; it's the, it's the, uh, the, the way or the manner by which we should address hazards. Okay. Uh, we had that. We had that during the pre-disaster risk assessment instituted by the former USEC of NDRRMC, and that relied on certain technologies that allowed us to give it at municipal level, barangay level, for what type of hazard when it will happen, and, and uh, at what levels it will happen. Okay. I think it's also important to somehow clarify perspectives here because we, we often hear people say, we talagang bumabagyo, Pilipinas to. So, resilient naman tayo, sana yan lang yan, uh, to basically pliant regarding this. But I think you mentioned a very important point earlier, no? hazards can be prevented. And this is what this discussion is all about. We cannot prevent typhoons uh, uh, from coming, right? Christian, hazards cannot be uh, prevented. They will always happen. What can be prevented are the disasters. Ah, the disasters. The hazards will always Coming from be those. Yes, yeah. the hazards will always be there. The floods will always be there. Landslides will happening because gravity never sleeps. Mm -hmm. uh, typhoons will always strike, delivering strong winds and maybe spawn uh, storm surges. But we can avoid them if we are smart enough and we, and if we plan well our communities okay it's all about the institutional continuity of this planning for instance you have the you have the organizational structure uh through the ndrrmc which uh cascades down to the barangay level i suppose right so as far as you know what, what was was their institutional continuity Dito yung binanggit ko very important yung hazard specific uh information uh 
uh, is there institutional continuity of what? We, we have uh, um, the NDRMC, which was uh, uh, made because of our Disaster Risk Reduction Management Law uh, 2101, I believe. And uh, that's a very, very important piece of legislation. We also have the Climate Change Act, uh, and uh, that is also a very important piece of legislation. Um, but many of the things that are written there, uh, some have not yet been implemented uh, well. Like, for example, we have to plan communities that uh, adapt against climate change impacts. Uh, we have to uh, adapt to these hazards, that uh, hazards of the future that reflect uh, climate change scenarios. And uh, these scenarios include floods that are bigger, landslides that are more widespread, uh, storm surges that are, are, are higher, perhaps, typhoons that are more frequent. Um, we, we need to put this, these hazards into maps so that the planning process of communities across all sectors, sectors such as education, tourism, energy, uh, 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 energy, the environment, coastal and co coastal concerns, etc., uh, can be planned can be planned against all of the adversities uh, that we will expect with the changing climate. This hazard mapping has this been completed? Well, the hazards mapping for the historical record has been completed for the entire Philippines. But I do not believe that the hazards mapping for climate change scenarios of floods, of landslides, of uh, debris flows, and of storm surges have not yet been reflected in hazard maps that, okay. that, that can be used. What's about by... the difference? What's the difference? Talk to us about the difference in oh, yeah, historical the difference mapping. Is... Yeah. Okay, I'll try to explain it uh, that, uh, in, a, in a way by which people can relate to, and maybe you can relate it to, uh, with it too. Um, for example, whenever there's a disaster and there's a victim and there's a survivor, that, that survivor will say, uh, this is the first time this happened. Ngayon lang ako nakakita ng ganitong baha. I've never seen this kind of uh, landslide. I've never seen this kind of storm surge before. That is what the victims or survivors will always say. Uh, I, I hope you agree. Do, do you yeah. always see that? Uh, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that only tells us one thing: that we failed to anticipate the bigger than the bigger event that what than what we remember or what we have experienced. And that is the event that happened in the historical record. Now, if we are to talk about climate change, these are scenarios, according to the scientists, they all, many of them agree that the typhoons will become more frequent, will become more powerful, bringing, bringing stronger or delivering more, uh, 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 stronger rains. That means bigger floods. Now, these scenarios we have not yet experienced. So we must incorporate all of those scenarios of the future into the hazard maps or hazard models. And these hazard maps should be used by the communities, all 1,000, nearly 1,700 cities and municipalities of the country uh, for their local, uh, local climate change action plans and their comprehensive land use plans. And that is necessary for development that is sustainable and continuous, unhampered by disasters. How specific can that be, the climate change-based 
hazard mapping. For instance, can you go down to the level of provinces, cities, for instance, to help them plan their communities, let's say for the next five, 10 or 20 years? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, we're, we're, we're trying to do that. Uh, we had some projects before um, with the Climate Change Commission and uh, uh, New Zealand Aid. Uh, we tried to help Iloilo City, uh, Pasi, and the municipalities of Zaranga, Zaraga and Dumangas, also in, uh, <clears throat> in Cagayan. And we also are helping currently the city of Manila. We're helping the city of uh, Balanga, Bataan, Nueva Ecija, Munoz. We're in, uh, in the planning process, in the, their, their crafting of the comprehensive land use plans and local climate change action plans and disaster risk reduction management plans. Climate scenarios of floods, landslides, storm surges, and winds are, are used as basis for their planning because it is imperative that they use it because if we do not anticipate those future scenarios, there will come a time that it will happen and we, we will see, again, people saying if there are survivors, this is the first time that this has happened. It's very important because, for instance, the very basic idea of building certain infrastructures in certain areas, that act can be guided by, by that information that you're talking about, right? Kasama yan sa CLUP, yung Comprehensive Land Use Plan. As far as you know, tagal na natin nadidinig yung CLUP, no? Has this been adopted by all LGUs ba? Well, it's this exact thing that I'm saying has been adopted by some, not all. There are nearly 1,700 cities in municipalities. I would believe that... Uh, the CLUPs, if ever it has been done, uh, conducted already, are, are only planned uh, with, with respect to these hazard maps that I'm talking about up to the historical record, not uh, for climate change. There are okay. some cities and municipalities that use them, but not, uh, not the majority. The climate change-based information as far as hazard mapping is concerned, is this an initiative by the government or by the private sector? Um, well, the Climate Change Commission has this resolution. Uh, it's called as the NC, N, NCRMF, uh, if I'm not mistaken uh, with that uh, acronym. But they, they specify the use of probabilistic risk assessment or probabilistic hazards assessment. And the, the term probabilistic, although it sounds uh, difficult, is really very easy. It's exactly what I'm saying, that we have to reflect the flood scenario according to different scenarios, even beyond the historical record. Because we have to address those climate change scenarios, let's say of 2050 or 2030 by the year 2100. We have to address them and we have to plan them now before they happen. Okay. Yeah. So again, let's cite a very concrete example. You mentioned Manila, no? the city of Manila. For right. example, in terms of uh, probabilities, in terms of, let's say, what, rising water levels, paano siya pinaplano given this uh, probabilistic hazard assessment that you're talking about? Yeah. So for example, um, you, you reflect the, the varying types of uh, flood hazards. There are floods that are small, there are, there are floods that are bigger, there are floods that are much bigger, and there are floods that are much, much bigger because of the projected impacts of climate change. Now, 
you ask the during the planning process you ask the community the lgu what kind of risks they want to take based on that kind or these different kinds of flood hazards there's a big one and there's a much bigger one so it would depend on the resources of the lgu of the city or municipality if they want to take this risk they would address the flood hazard map let's say of the of the type with the climate change scenario but most municipalities don't have that resources so they would pick a smaller type of flood and then once they identify the places well, which will get flooded in the future for example for a climate change flood scenario they would select places that don't that, that do not have floods mm-hmm. and uh, try to make their development building their mall or building their uh, local government uh, buildings in places that are away from the floods in such uh, such that if you do that long term what will happen is people will gravitate to the places which are not yeah. hazardous from floods mm-hmm. so the economic activity then concentrate yes and if there is what what we call as residual risk if just in case like the the critical infrastructure cannot move be moved because it needs water it needs flowing water you make the necessary interventions uh, uh structural interventions to address that problem but largely the community has been developed out of harm's way and when these hazards strike disasters will not happen usually how long is the projection Uh, for the climate change based uh, uh, scenarios do it for uh, yeah for for our uh, for the cases that we've handled we do it for 2049 that's like 2050 and 2079 that's like 20 2080 the year 2080 and everything is backed by science those projections well, uh, supposedly supposedly uh, by that i mean that uh, when you when you try to make the 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 hazard maps adopted by the community because you're you're telling them this is what you you should do these maps are gen, are supposed to be generated with a scientific method and those uh maps with that scientific methods have to be openly uh distributed with the correct data set so that the science can be replicated because that is a fundamental definition of science there must be replication and okay. if there is replication you, if people can check it people can check mm-hmm. it sci- local scientists can check it to validate whether what we're asking them to do is valid or not is scientific or not basic the scientific trust. method yeah yung yes. initiative nito ginagawa ito ng ano ng UP Resilience Institute and the NOAA Center yung pakikipag-usap niyo yes. sa individual LGUs. And then my next That's question right. is how much of this initiative is somehow affected or hampered by politics? For instance, ang term ng isang mayor three years lang, 'di ba? Assuming matapos na yung first term, ma-elect second, third term. So we're talking just of nine years. How much of this initiative is hampered by that um, lack of security in terms of the terms of a sitting political figure? Uh yeah it it well it it, it suffers as well no but uh, if the mayor sits down and then tries to do it uh let's say at the start of his term we can finish the CLUP in one to two years one or one two to years. two years maybe yeah yeah one to 
to two years. Uh, we can help them craft it according to the vision of the community. Now, we, we are also trying to advocate for the data sets to be uh, put into a repository such that all of the data sets coming from the LGU are in that repository with data analytics. So they can actually just change the data, as for example, population data. And when they change the population data and the other demographic data, everything will be calculated uh, accordingly, uh, translated into risk information. So if it's in a repository, even with the change of uh, a mayor's term, uh, change of a mayor, the data sets will always be there. And it will be accessible to the LGUs, to the stakeholders, and, and uh, everybody who are concerned. And uh, if we have that database, we have that database, then uh, the national government can look at that database to check uh, which municipalities are lagging behind and which cities are improving or are doing the right things according to what is in uh, what has been legislated. Those databases, are they done by individual LGUs, municipalities, or cities? Or aren't they supposed to be region-wide or nationwide? Because you cannot just talk about uh, data sets that is applicable to you kasi magkakadikit naman ang mga LGUs, for That's instance. That's correct. Uh, well, hopefully, the, it should be, it, ideally, it should be shared amongst all cities and municipalities within a certain watershed. By, hmm. uh, by watershed, I mean, this is the drainage network. Whenever it drains, all of the waters would flow along a main river. And all of those tributaries, all of those rivers and streams that lead, lead into that uh, main river uh, can be actually outlined, and that's called as a watershed. And it goes all the way up from the mountains up to the reef. So all the cities and municipalities within that watershed should, because they share the same hazards, because they share the same problems, they will be affected. It's, it's a system. They should share all of those data sets and plan together. Okay. In short, uh, given the latest experience of uh, a lot of our countrymen with uh, Typhoon Odette, what would you suggest the immediate steps that should be done to somehow minimize the damage later on? Um, yeah, uh, I, I think that first that comes to mind is uh, there were a lot of people who died from the strong winds. Uh, the roofs were stripped off from the houses and then there were many trees that fell down and hit people that uh, made people die. So this can be, the, the, the trees, the falling trees can be addressed. If there was uh, enough time uh, for us to prepare, then the, the branches of the trees could have been cut such that even with strong winds, the, the tree would not just easily fall. Now, the, 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 the flying yero, no? yung mga roof no? that got stripped off, uh, maybe the houses can be reinforced uh, and, or designed perhaps to withstand the strong winds. Maybe design it in a way, uh, I've heard of some engineers talking about it, that there's a roof design that is good. Uh, for air to flow so as not to strip off the roof. Um, there are also buildings that collapsed. Uh, 
I know that the building code uh, 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 says that uh, certain structures should should withstand a certain threshold of wind, but maybe we should increase that depending on these uh, experiences. Uh, based on the uh, 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 JTWC or National Hurricane Center of the U.S., uh, just before landfall, it was uh, one minute sustained winds of 240 kilometers per hour. <laughs> that's sustained winds. Uh, add the gusts, then uh, that's beyond, that's above what is what is written in the building code. So okay. if we build structures like that, and then the, the winds are stronger than what is written in the building code, then uh, these roofs will, will strip off and kill people or can kill people as what happened. So uh, on the top of my head, that's, that's what, what, what I'm seeing right now. But of, again, uh, I have to study it and we yeah. have to look at the, the other data sets coming from the different regions. Okay. And that note, thank you very much, Professor Mahar Lagmay, for joining us tonight in the program. Thank you, sir. And Merry Christmas. Yeah. Thank you, Christian. Merry Christmas too. And Happy New Year. Okay. We're taking a short break after the fact. We'll be right back.